Welcome everyone to the security podcast of Silicon Valley. I am here today with a very special guest, Benoit Chevalier-Maris. Ben, thank you. thank you so much, Benoit. It is great to have you on the show and to see you again. So, so it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's really my pleasure. So, uh, yes, it, it has been some time that we haven't been uh, uh, together. Uh, so, yes, it's really also my, uh, my pleasure to be there. So to share with our listeners a little bit of background on Benoit, Benoit actually has a PhD in cryptography. He has built his entire career around uh, being a cryptographer. Uh, he's worked for amazing companies throughout his career, including Gem Plus, Apple. You were at Apple for 12 years. We were actually both at Apple. And now you're at Zama, sort of yes. leading the charge down the road towards fully homomorphic encryption, privacy preserving AI and machine learning. Welcome to the show, Benoit. A pleasure. So, Usually when people hear Apple, uh, they get excited. So would you like to share with us, our listeners, a little bit about what you are up to in your, I'm at Apple as a cryptographer? Yeah, sure. And so, yes, we, we start by, uh, you know, a tricky question, uh, but uh, my pleasure to, to answer with, with what I can. You, you, you know, you've been in, in Apple, so you know that it's really about secrecy. So I'm not going to, to give, uh, to give your listeners, uh, any creepy detail, uh, but more or less we were together in the same team in the, uh, in the DRM team, digital rights management team, yep. uh, for like uh, five years. And, and there we were, uh, working on protecting, uh, protecting, uh, some, uh, some contents, uh, like, uh, you know, audio, video or things like that. Um, with uh, various uh, techniques like uh, white box uh, cryptography or, or obfuscation. Yeah, those were the good old days, weren't they, Benoit? Like I was there from what, 2009 to 2014, and we overlapped for my entire stint there, but you continued and you were there for a total of like 12 years. Yes, 12, 12 years, and uh, most of them were really amazing years. Uh, yeah, you, you know, I put it. I really love these companies. They are making a, a very nice product and, uh, and, uh, and the company is also very, very well organized. Yeah. Uh, so it, the, and the people, I mean, the people, it was, the, uh, the, the people they have, they hire and, uh, they keep, uh, those, those people are, most of them are really amazing, uh, both in terms of, uh, you know, personal uh, people and, uh, and, uh, technical skills. So I, uh, I really learned a lot of things uh, there. Uh, including uh, organization, uh, including uh, technical stuff. And uh, yeah, it was really a pleasant moment in my career. I, I couldn't agree more. It was an amazing place for me. That was my first real, you know, career job after graduate school. And I couldn't agree more on every single point. So you mentioned uh, protecting content, audio, video, you know, just to loop in our listeners, all of that stuff with iTunes. So the software that Benoit worked on and that I worked on, we worked on together. It ended up in the iPhone, the iPad, the iWatches, the Apple TV, the, that entire ecosystem, right? And yes. And if we want to, you know, boast a bit about uh, what we've done, mm -hmm. uh, we, we can say that we have, uh, actually, we have billions of users of uh, what we have been uh, doing there. Uh, and uh, most of them uh, use our, 
uh, what, what we've done without even noticing that we have done it or uh, that they are using our stuff. So it's, uh, it's really amazing. Uh, absolutely. So what, a, like, it sounds great at Apple. And so tell it, could you share with us? Why did you, why did you leave? And so, so yes, yes, it was, a, it was, a, it was really great. Uh, but you know, in my mind, I, I, uh, always had, uh, uh, the idea of uh, wanting to start, uh, um, uh, maybe a startup at the moment. And so I, I, um, I knew that at the time I would have to jump and, and go to the adventure. And, uh, and then, uh, at the moment I had, uh, uh people, um, in Paris, uh, starting a company, um, uh, people that I know really, um, closely. As a CTO, I mean, I know it, I know him for like 20 years and it was also in, um, in, uh, in the, in the field that I, I know quite well, I mean, so cryptography, which is a trendy pheomorphic encryption, we are certainly going to go into the details. And, uh, so it was the occasion of never or, or never. Uh, so I had to go there. So I, I, I would say I did not I didn't, uh, left, uh, Apple. I don't leave Apple. Yeah. I, 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 I joined uh, Zana. You couldn't say no. You were pulled into it. It was yes. that moment or never. Yes. And yes. And I, okay, we are going to, to, to explain it, but I don't regret it. I mean, it's really a nice adventure. Uh, of course, uh, there were great things in Apple too. And I, and I don't say, uh, maybe you say the same thing. I don't say that I will never go back there. Mm -hmm. uh, because it's a very nice uh, company, yeah. uh, but I had to, to try it once. What, what I always tell people about Apple is they make it incredibly nice to work there. It was, uh, like you said, the people were spectacular. It's engineering driven. Well, you get to work on things that have billions of users out there. In yeah. The world. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's so well done. I mean, well done. And, and when I left Apple, it was a very similar whole, you know, and I, I, in particular, I was looking for something to really push the envelope to really make, to, to explore an unsolved problem. So that's how I ended up at Symphony Communications, but it sounds like you are also pulled into an open problem with this fully yeah. homomorphic encryption. So can, can I, can I say a few words about what is a homomorphic encryption? Please. So what is homomorphic encryption? What problem does this solve? So, so homomorphic encryption, just to say a few words, I'm going to be, uh, you know, uh, uh, to use a rough, uh, concept. I'm, I'm not going into the deep details, but mm -hmm. roughly uh, homomorphic encryption is, is a kind of a grand, uh, primitive that we have dreamed of in the cryptography, uh, research field for like, uh, I don't know, 40 years, maybe. Sure. It was, it is a primitive that we, they, they imagined, but it was so crazy that they thought that it would not be possible until they did it. Uh, so I, actually the idea is, uh, is to, so normally uh, an encryption team, it, it said, it said that it's not malleable. You can't modify the ciphertext in any uh, meaningful way. Uh, so when you have, when you, so, so when you encrypt something, you can't change it without destroying your encryption. Yeah. If you, if you change a bit of the ciphertext, you modify it in, in a way that you have no idea of. 
And Jenny, for all of our listeners, please, please, please use some sort of authentication too on top of that. So you can detect when someone tampers with your cell phone box. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Depending on the kind of encryption uh, that you use, you can see that the, uh, the site text was modified. Right. Uh, in, uh, in FHE, it's completely different. You, uh, by choice, you make a, you make a scheme so that it's possible to work with ciphertext, which means it's possible to do operations on ciphertext uh, in, in a meaningful way. And uh, it's, really, it's really a great primitive because more or less what you can do is you can be on your device, you can, uh, that you trust, mm -hmm. uh, and, and then you, like, you can encrypt things. And then you can send them to uh, a server that you don't need to trust. And, and there, uh, this server can whatever computation it wants. So we are going to, to explain what I do in the team, maybe uh, regarding machine learning, but any computation they, they want just using a public key material. So nothing uh, related to secret and not, not, not being able to know what it is manipulating. At the end, it returns to the, the encrypted results and just you, you can uh, get the final result. Uh, so yes. really. It, it, it has been a very, for 40 years, they, they have tried to, 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 to find a solution. And just recently, uh, which is okay, uh, in 2009, so there was an American guy uh, called uh, Gentry uh, who, who was able to find a, a solution. And then several um, new generations of FHE schemes were proposed, which are better and better. Amazing. I think that was really good. But the, at the end of the day, most people do not understand this stuff. So thank you for sharing Benoit and for dumbing it down a little bit for those of us who are not cryptographers, the context is really all that matters. And so from a security perspective with this new tool called fully homomorphic encryption, we're giving entrepreneurs and companies and people that build software, a new tool, and they can use this new tool to protect customer data, protect the confidentiality, for example, your PII, your personally identifiable information or sensitive data, or perhaps, uh, uh, you know, a personal diary, it's just like all of your data that normally the company wants to own and they try to monetize and it can be sold. And, but if it's encrypted and you're the only one with the private key, now we enable people to build third-party SaaS services that can perform meaningful operations, valuable operations for me as a user or for you as a user of these third-party SaaS services without having to share the actual data. And I think like that is it. I couldn't agree more that this is the holy grail. Yeah. Of so you, you remember this advertisement uh, that uh, Apple uh, had in, uh, I think it was in Las Vegas at the moment, which was a, uh, or maybe it's still uh, an actual ad, ad uh, which is uh, what happens on your iPhone stays on your iPhone. So uh, by choice, because they care about privacy, uh, they have decided sometimes to keep things uh, in, internal to the, to the, the iPhone mm -hmm. uh, because it's uh, so private that they don't want computation even on their, their server. Mm -hmm. With uh, they, they can do differently. They can encrypt things uh, in, in, uh, in the iPhone, they'll send it anywhere. In any untrusted server, there is no worries about it. Uh, computation are going to be done in a way that they don't know. Right. Then at the end, it's back to the iPhone. So it, it, it avoids to have limit 
just because of the privacy. You can have privacy now, but still do the big things that you wanted to do, uh, you know, on servers. Yeah. So tell me, share with us, what's the, maybe an, an example of some of the big things that you could do in the servers that today requires you to share very sensitive information with some third party that. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So for example, uh, uh, imagine you, you want to do a, a test that whether you have or not, uh, some, uh, disease. Oh, yeah. uh, but for this test, you need to send your DNA. Um, so you are, you are going to, to have your DNA and then to send it to a server somewhere. Um, you don't know this company. Uh, you don't know if they are going to keep your record. You don't know if they are going to uh, sell them to some other companies for some statistics or whatever. So that's for the input. And then they are going to do the, the test and to send you the results. But what are they going to do with, with the result itself? Are they going to share it with your employer, with your bank, with your insurance, with your whatever? With your general. Oh, and so it's really, life. you know, there are tons of people who want to know if they have the disease. So yes, I understand. But at the same time, they agree to share their very private uh, information. And, and once your DNA is uh, in, on the web, there is no way to erase it. And you can't, uh, I mean, uh, 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 update your DNA and your DNA as you update your password. Um, so really, it's, uh, so it's really a case. And, and what would actually do here? You would just encrypt your DNA in, in your, uh, uh, you know, a trusted device. And then you, the server, the, the, the third party that uh, runs this, uh, uh, else check, uh, would be doing the same test, but in FHE. So they would not have an access to your DNA. They can share it. They can't uh, do anything with it. Then at the end, they have the encrypted result, but mm -hmm. they don't, it means they don't know if you have the disease. Right. They can't share the status. So it's really, it's really, it's really powerful. Yeah. Super powerful. Yeah. So Zop, could they do that with Zama today? Could, could 23andMe and Ancestry.com? So was really, really founded in this, uh, in this perspective. So it, it was founded by, uh, you know, by, uh, people. So, uh, Pascal Payet, who is the CTO who, who I know for like 20 years because we were working together in. This is your good friend. This is. Yeah. yeah. I, I would love to hear how you bumped into and how you became friends with Pascal. Yeah. I, I mean, we started uh, together in Gentlers and then uh, it was 22 years ago. It was, uh, uh, so yeah, we, we had, and he is, I mean, okay. He's a very friend, uh, he's also a very, very well-known cryptographer. I mean, he's, he is uh, one of the main specialists of homomorphic uh, encryption. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we, in terms of science, he is, uh, one of the big names. And then the second founder is, uh, is our CEO, Rand Indy. So here we, we, Rand is, uh, is an AI, uh, uh, scientist and a serial entrepreneur and, uh, notably he, he has made a previous uh, company, uh, just before Zama, which was SNPs, which was I acquired. So which was also one of the reasons I was less, uh, you know, it was less risky to me to jump to Zama because I knew that, uh, he was, uh, you know, he knew what he was uh, doing. Uh, yeah. Was, yeah. That, that's actually an amazing setup because you had, you had the trust, you trusted the team. Yes. You knew them for 20 years. You've worked with them before. They're like, I told you it was the best configuration, but it was now on there. You just walked right into this amazing opportunity, Benoit. That's, yes. I'm, I'm happy for you. 
yes, thanks. And uh, so, so yeah, Zama, we are in in, uh, in Paris. Uh, so mainly in Paris because we are founded by Parisians, but we have people from everywhere. So, for example, just to give you an example, we have someone in uh, Brazil. So we start to be uh, a bit uh, everywhere on the on the planet. Uh, we are like uh, fifty people, uh, half of which are you know PhDs. Uh, so it's uh, wow. the research is in the uh, DNA of the company. Uh, our, our CEO, CEO, have PhDs. Uh, yeah, half of the people are PhDs. Most of them are PhDs in crypto. Yep. Uh, and uh, and yes, uh, and, 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 and to finish with Zama, we we raised uh, some money, so fifty millions uh, by uh, uh, investors. So if you uh, I, I don't know the details, but if you go to, you know, Crunchbase, you will see the... We'll see. We'll see. You can check it out. Yep. Yes. Is, is that the... Which series is that? So, so yes, we have a... So, we, we have done a Series A. A Series A? 50 million? Total. Total. In total. The seed plus Series A is a, a 50. That's incredible. But you, uh, you've got some plus. strong backing. You've got some runway. Uh, this is definitely a deep tech endeavor. Oh. Yes, and uh, so you know they know that. Uh, so it's a big investment because uh, FHE is great, but everything is to be based. You know, uh, right? And it's a big thing. It's uh, so it, it doesn't come for free. Uh, right. But they are, I think the investors are great because they know that it, it takes some time and uh, you know some uh, test and try maybe sometimes uh, yep. to uh, to to have the good uh, fit for the for the product. Product market fit. It's it's that's going to be the challenging piece, but. You also face the extra challenging piece of exploring this new technology, which really, you yes. know, is is not widely adopted as far as I I know anywhere yet. So not widely adopted, and it's not even widely, let's say, uh, defined. It's still a, 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 a field of research. Uh -huh. uh, we are we are still looking for things which are faster or um, best way to things. So it's so, that's one of the reasons we have so many PhDs in, in the company. Because there's a lot of open problems. So would you like to share with some of our listeners, what are the open challenges that you're, you you grappled with or that you're still grappling with? Yes. So, yeah, yes. Yeah, so my pleasure. So, uh, so today in, in my team, we, so we are, um, maybe I, I could start by, by telling what my team is doing. And then... yeah, do you, do you run a team or are you the manager of it? Yes. Yeah, so, so now I am running a team, uh, which is, a. Uh, uh, which is uh, the, uh, the machine learning team of the company, because we, we have seen that actually in the company, there are, uh, for FHE, let's say, there are two kinds of applications. Uh, there are, let's say, um, um, uh, cloud applications. So application things that you want to run on the untrusted server, like the, you know, the DNA test. Which the third party is just, yeah. Completely, the machine learning is uh, one of uh, this kind. And, and then you have a blockchain application. So it's, it's another, uh, division that, um, uh, that is starting in, in Zama. Was I going to do things in the blockchain, but in a, in a, in a, in a private way, you, you will not see what are the clear values of the, uh, of the, what, what that are used in the blockchain. Um, so yeah, in, so in terms of, uh, of team, so what I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing, the, I'm running the, the machine learning team. We have mm -hmm. tried to make a product which is called the Concrete ML, uh, which is a, a tool which is to be used by a data scientist without actually needing to know the cryptography. So you know, back to Apple uh, once again, uh, we try to make things which are 
we just work. So you don't, right. you don't need to know how it works. Right. But it just works. There are not a lot of things to set up or to understand. Or you don't need to know the cryptography. You don't need to be, be a PhD in crypto. It should just work. Uh, and it's really one of the goal of the company to make things which are very simple. Um, and then, so yeah, okay. in terms of our challenges. So today we are uh, running uh, machine learning algorithm, uh, which are limited to eight bits. So actually, more or less, it's a, it's a bit fun. It's like what somehow what we where we were forty years ago in the you know regular computers. Forty years ago, computers were very limited in terms of precision, and now with FHE, more or less, the story the history repeats itself. Uh, so you are back to having computation in eight bits, but here it's eight bits because you have, uh, you know, the privacy. So the challenge is to run the machine learning algorithm with uh, such uh, small um, values. Um, then another um, constraint is a relative uh, slow speed of the FHE for now. Uh, so for now, uh, many things are done on the, you know, on CPUs. Uh, so it makes that your computations are quite uh, slow as compared to the, to the client equivalent. Um, but we are working uh, internally, internally and uh, with third-party companies uh, to have, uh, let's say, uh, hardware accelerators. Um, so if you go on the, the Zama blog, for example, you will have a, a blog by another company, which is called uh, Optalysis. And that's crazy. They are, so I'm not a specialist, but they are doing Fast computations thanks to optics. Um, optics. Optics. Yeah. Optics. So yeah. like fiber and. Yes. So don't ask me how it works. Uh, but uh, thanks to that kind of things. And we have uh, several companies trying to make accelerators for FHE. Mm -hmm. uh, we are going to have uh, FHE faster and faster. And by 2025, uh, Zama, we, we expect that the FHE will be, um, uh, will be uh, sufficiently fast. I mean, as compared to uh, uh, clear, uh, clear text computations. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, and, and yes, to finish, maybe um, one bigger challenge is that, uh, you know, nothing exists. So we are just making things from scratch. So you, if you, Ram, for example, he likes to compare our status with uh, how we were, how they were actually mm -hmm. uh, 15 or 20 years ago in terms of machine learning. Uh, machine learning was starting and they had to do everything by themselves somehow. And uh, now you, you know, you just, uh, you are students, you download Keras and, uh, and 15 minutes uh, later, you have done your, your, your training. Yep. Um, so we hope to be doing the, the same kind of tools so that it becomes easier and easier for the, for the people. Easier and easier and more secure and more secure. Oh, of it. so the security, we never trade it. So anything in Zama, it is okay. secure. It is at least 128 bit security, which is, uh, you know, the, the security of AES. So it's really, uh, I mean, a very good security. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the only trade we have uh, sometimes uh, is about speed because for now it's it's too long or about you know it can be, it can use a lot of RAM or things like that but security is n never uh, traded. So you mentioned the the eight bits in yes. the and I am absolutely no ML expert. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I have dabbled and played with things, but I am not, I've never deployed production ML. Um, so help, help us understand like ink bits. I know that two raised to the power eight is 256, just like probably all engineers in the world. Yeah. No. And they're kind of like probably nodding their head right now. Does that mean that the ML results are limited to 256 different classification categories or, or, or is there a, can you tease us a little bit about what? Yes. So, 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 so yes, I, I, as you said, there are many photographers, so still sensing, I know a bit more than you, but uh, there are people in my team who are even more specialists than, than I am. So what we are doing in the team is that we are using uh, what is called quantization. Uh, which is the, let's say, a sub uh, part of uh, machine learning, which, uh, which is normally used uh, to compress networks. Mm -hmm. So you know, neural networks become bigger and bigger mm -hmm. when you have to send them over the, uh, the, the air, it's too large. Mm -hmm. uh, so companies try to make networks just on integers, uh, which are like uh, eight bits, uh, uh, eight times uh, uh, smaller. Uh, so normally quantization is used uh, for this. In our case, we use quantization to come from a 64 bits flows mm -hmm. to eight bits of integers. Um, and we use, um, either what is called post training quantization, which is you do your training and then you quantize mm -hmm. or something, which is even more, uh, fascinating, which is quantization aware training, uh, which means that you tell your uh, training that you are going to be quantized and so it, it it selects the, be the best, uh, uh, you know, weight, such that it's, uh, the result after quantization is even better. So in, in terms uh, of, um, of results, it means that depending on the kind of, uh, models, I'm not going to tell you that it works 100%. So for three based model, which is a kind of machine learning model, mm -hmm. it is uh, very used, um, quantization works very well. It's very smooth for the user. The, uh, and, uh, and the results in terms of, uh, you know, you compare FSG and, uh, and clear results, the accuracy are very, very close. And then on the other side of the, of the spectrum, let's say, uh, you have, uh, you have, uh, neural networks where for now, uh, the eight bits uh, limit is, is, uh, is challenging, mm -hmm. uh, so it's going to be better with the further release, mm -hmm. uh, by the fact that we, are, we would use a uh, quantization aware training. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, uh, also, uh, a part of the work in Zama is to increase these aids as uh, mm -hmm. the limit is not, uh, the end, uh, we are working in the beginning. It, it's a yes, stuff. It is the beginning. Yeah. I that it was, uh, you know, the story, the story with yeah. it. Yes. Yes. It so does. And always go from eight bits to 16 bits, I hope to be larger. Very nice. And so we're. If we're taking all of this fully vulnerable encryption, we can encrypt our private data. We can hand it off now to an eight bit, um, computer vision or, or, or an AI model that's already been trained and it can work now on our encrypted data instead of on the plain text. It's and, and I don't have to coordinate my key that I use with anyone else that's also using that same service. So it's completely yeah. independent. So, um, so your key remains on the device. Yep. You just have to send the equivalent of the uh, key to the server. Ah, so it needs my public. Uh, okay. The, yeah. The compiled model is, uh, can, can be used for, uh, that's front users. They just have to change the public part 
depending mm -hmm. on who the, the user is. No, that's incredible. And I, I love the focus. One of the greatest tricks that entrepreneurs use is focus, right? So what do I mean by that? In this case, it really feels like you're taking an open problem, which is fully homomorphic encryption, and you're giving it focus in this very specific application of yes. AI. Yes. Yeah. Machine learning is exactly a, a kind of focus on what we call the cloud computation. Right. So later in the company and the company is going to succeed, mm -hmm. uh, we are going to extend what we do in terms of cloud computation. And, um, and also I told you the other division is working on the, on blockchain. On the blockchain stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So we have this. So that whole, so you're already starting your second product. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. That, and, that's great. And, and you're yes. going to use the same core technology yes, that you're exactly. on. Really the core, the core is actually our first product. So roughly in the company, we are going to have three lines of products, mm -hmm. the concrete library. Uh, which is the core that can be used directly in Rust because you know we we have tr uh, we have chosen uh, Rust. Oh wait a second, you you wrote all of this in Rust. So so the, the concrete library is completely written in in Rust. Uh -huh. And as the, by, by the way, as the rest of the product, it's open source if you want to check it out. And uh, and then on top of this, on top of this, we have uh, uh, two lines of products. We have uh, a concrete NumPy and concrete ML. So concrete NumPy, if you want to turn your NumPy product. Uh, NumPy uh, program, let's say it's uh, FHA equivalent, or concrete ML, if you even want to be at an higher level, uh, while you, uh, I don't know, you just, just take your decision tree and you replace it by the equivalent in FHA. Okay. You so say you just, you just dropped a bomb on us. You, you said all of this is now open source. Yes. So if, all of this, if you go to uh, Zama, uh, Zama, dot, uh, not, not Zama, uh, Zama, Zama, AI mm -hmm. on GitHub. Uh, you will have an access to uh, concrete core and mm -hmm. concrete libraries, which are, you know, the rest uh, stuff, uh, yeah. which is in open source and which was uh, created, I think, uh, more than one year ago. So it was our first product. Mm -hmm. uh, so here it's mainly for people who want to work with Rust or for cryptographers. Yeah. And then on top of this, you have concrete number, concrete MN. Yeah. Uh, for people who don't, and we are not uh, cryptographers and who just want it works and be yep. easy. Yep. And, uh, and so for yeah. now, uh, the blockchain division hasn't, uh, open source is, uh, it's product because it's still, uh, it's still, it's still baking. Yeah. It's still yeah. in the oven. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. But, uh, at the end, uh, everything in the company is, uh, is open source. Yep. And the choice of the company, um, it's, uh, it, so it's free of use for researchers or for students or for, uh, you know, companies who want just to give it a, a try. Yep. And then, uh, you just need to, uh, have another, uh, uh, license if you want to use it in a, a commercial product. I see. I see. Okay. So that's the business model for some. Yes. Yes. Okay. And, and if you are interested in, uh, in reading a bit more about this, uh, recently our CEO Rand, he, he wrote a, a blog post about, uh, how we monetize our stuff. He explains because that's a recurring uh, question I have. I, I imagine that all of the investors are very interesting. They ask, uh, oh, oh, you're open source, but how can you uh, live with it? And so he explained what are the ways, uh, how the, how other companies, especially in the U.S., were able to be in some uh, open source uh, model, mm -hmm. but be uh, profitable uh, at the end. 
And, and so just to read into this a little bit, I'm, I'm gathering that your go-to-market strategy is bottom-up and, yes. and, and this is the zero barrier yes. entry sort exactly. of entry so point. For, exactly. So for yeah. now, we are trying to have as many users as possible and, and mm. here are, uh, our users are the developers. So what we try to do is to have products which are so easy to use and so sexy. Uh, that uh, the developers will uh, just want to have a look and test it and maybe uh, make a prototype of it and then show it to their, you know, uh, boss. And then if they see that they can make a, a nice product of it, they come back to us because, uh, you know, just to uh, change the license. And include it into the next big shipment of their SaaS release that needs to do a little bit of yeah. help. So, so do you target specifically? ML engineers that are also excited about and passionate about privacy? Is that sort of like your niche? So it, in my team, yes, but, but it, it's a niche of uh, millions of developers. Uh, so it, it's, uh, it, oh, no, it's, it's, I, I say that with all of the respect in the world, I think that in terms of the business, your aim is to be the biggest fish in the smallest pond and the, where the pond size is sort of your, your target market. And you want to be the best, the absolute yeah. best, like thing available to all yes. of those people in that, in that very specific. And, and, and really ML, ML in particular and MP in, 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 uh, also, uh, it's, uh, it's really for us a way, a good example of what the cloud application will be. So once we have tackled this, once uh, we, we've done it for ML, we should be able to extend it to, uh, other kind of, uh, applications. But you know, ML is really nice because I told you that, for example, things were slow. Mm -hmm. um, in ML, often you, that's things that you don't have to run uh, in real time. Mm -hmm. So you can wait, for, you, you, you know, you remember the health test, you can I wait an hour or it's fine. Right. You have the privacy. Right. Uh, well, ML is typically the, the, the use case that you can do it today, even right. things are, are slow. Uh, and, and, and then later when things are faster with the hardware accelerators, mm -hmm. uh, we are going to uh, enlarge uh, the possible applications. So would, would this library be applicable for self-driving cars that are constantly uploading data and GPS and LIDAR and all of this very sensitive information about what you do, for example, in your Tesla or your Rivian or your Kodiak truck yeah. and. I, I would say virtually yes. Yeah. Uh, right. If uh, you you mentioned Tesla, if somewhere someone in Tesla is uh, listening to uh, us, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm pretty sure that's the case, uh, they can uh, just try to 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 download the concrete ML and oh. the equivalent of what they are doing in clear with our stuff. Uh, you will see in the readme and the documentation that. Yeah, I mean, I I suppose it it this is a really interesting business angle to approach because never before in the history of companies here at Silicon Valley, have you been able to mix the business model that Google has with the business model that Apple has. Apple's business model is protect privacy at all costs, sell devices, make money on devices, but protect everyone's end user privacy. Do not own the data. Google yeah. on the other hand, had the business model of give everything away for free that you possibly can but own the data and then use that data to sell stuff. And in order to do that effectively, they do have to use ML and they have to figure out what you like, where you live, 
when you go to work, what are the coffee shops on the way to work? So that when you use Google Maps, a pop up and says, oh, Starbucks is sponsored advertisement on your way to work right there. Like that's you know, normally with, uh, with our stuff, it should be possible to show advertisements. Mm -hmm. So as a user, you see the advertisement, so girl can be paid. Right. But still, Apple doesn't know that you are reading this advertisement and doesn't know what's, uh, where you are going or virtually. I, I right. can say easy, but uh, virtually it's possible to do kind of things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, which is, uh, yes, as you said, as the best of the, the best, best of both business, right? And, yeah. and, and, and yeah. yes, also one, uh, one, one thing I said before, but uh, really I, I like it. Apple, instead of avoiding to do machine learning algorithm because they care about privacy, they could stop to, to limit themselves. They could just run it on servers just by using FHM. Or they, they, they could avoid to spend, uh, I don't know, billions of uh, dollars to, to make and to, to build, uh, you know, uh, neural uh, engines. Mm -hmm. they, they could replace this uh, piece of uh, software hardware, which is long to, to design. And uh, I mean, it's one in every iPhone they sell. Right. By just software, which is uh, more or less free. Yeah. And, and server, which is okay, not, not free, but uh, it's not the same price. Um, so yes, that's also kind of things that Apple could be, or this kind of company could be interested in. Yeah. So uh, for fully homomorphic encryption, I see it as opening up a lot of possibilities, but I also see like there's some other approaches here. And, and one, one is the, is like, just do everything on the device. Now, I've, yes. I've heard, I've heard this before. And when I hear that, I think to myself, oh my goodness, but there's so much computation or, you know, needed to get the, your, your ML trained and, uh, to actually execute against your neural nets. And, and, and maybe that's a direction that Apple has been thinking about because you can control the experience and the performance and it's related to the chips and they're good at making chips and making things fast. Sorry. Are you. Are, are you're not worried at all about any, anything like that? Like you, that they do, uh, things uh, on, on the event. On the I mean, uh, I mean, uh, of course they, they can do whatever they want, but, um, it, it, well, you know, when, um, in machine learning, often they, 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 they like to update their model. They uh, do, so yeah. that, uh, yeah. you know, it becomes uh, more accurate because, uh, you know, the data are changing from day to day. Mm -hmm. So if you have to update a model on, uh, you know, billions of devices, uh, as they have in, uh, in, uh, in Apple, mm. it could be a nightmare. Forget it. It's yeah. so much easier if you are Apple to update something on a single or few, uh, servers that they have. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and still expect things to be private. Yeah. Well, remember when we were at Apple, remember one of the absolute critical show-stopping metrics that we looked at, it was always the battery life. Like, what are, what, are we, what are we doing with the battery life? Like, oh, we do all of this encryption, decryption, we're protecting the data. And we would stop a release if, if we didn't meet our, our goals, right? And, yeah. and if it took longer, you know, to, to decrypt the movie than, than with an uh, we, You know, we were not in the in the... In the sales team, but I'm pretty sure that also the, 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 the number of hardware pieces that they have on the iPhone is important. Mm -hmm. If they have to add a new neural network per iPhone, 
Yeah. It's like, I don't know, one dollar, five dollars. It's expensive. And then, and then you would say by the, the, the billions of uh, iPhones that they, they have, it, right. uh, it's a lot of money. Well, I mean, not only that, that that's a very real, you know, upfront cost that they have to pay, but there's also a cost in terms of the user experience. If you put everything on the device and then it kills your battery in an hour, in two hours or whatever, and even in three hours, like, guess what? I'm going to turn off that feature. I'm not going to enjoy it. It's because I need my phone to work at least on one charge for the entire day. And I, I would like to have my phone last at least three years. Like, uh, this is just me. I don't know if there are people more. So if, if we start doing everything on device and devices become more and more mobile, like this is not going to fly. It's, this is one of the big benefits of, of having the SaaS service. So if you beam a small piece of data up to the cloud, the cloud does all the expensive computation and just gives you a, a quick answer when it's done. You centralize all of that. So not only is your stuff always up to date because it's running on a server instead of a bunch of little itty bitty devices scattered across your entire ecosystem of users, it's also um, going to chew away. It's, it's not going to chew away at your battery life. So interesting. These are all like very good considerations. And I'm sure like each application is going to have to sit down and think through their, their pros and cons. Yes. So we are in Thursdays, yep. uh, so it's become, uh, become easier and easier, but still, uh, so we are, we, we are working with uh, early adopters. Mm -hmm. uh, so you know, people who want to, okay, we are going to say, uh, big words, uh, make the history. Uh, so, you know, they, they want to, to make for the first time, uh, some, uh, I don't know, DNA tests, um, even for the branding of these, uh, these companies, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, if you can say I can do your test very accurately, plus I will not see your uh, data. I mean, it's really nice. We will see more and more users, uh, you know, escaping some, uh, bigger, for example, bigger message, uh, messaging apps, uh, because they care about their, uh, their privacy. If companies like that use uh, our stuff or stuff or other companies mm -hmm. uh, they uh, explain that uh, the privacy is, is at the center of their uh, of their mind amazing and i do believe that privacy should be the center of our focus as security professionals like yeah yeah you know yeah there's a whole like philosophical discussion there of like well if you don't have anything to hide why do you care yeah i don't buy into any of those, those types of like rhetoric at all, because I think in order to do great things, everyone does need some sense of privacy. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. you need that private space always. Um, it, and just because you, you don't know, like as soon as you put something out there, maybe you do trust that, that first line, you know, to handle your data, your data, you know, it, within their own systems. But if they turn around and they sell it. And it gets trickled down and it's passed around. You have absolutely no control of who has your data. Oh, oh, and, oh, and yeah, but we have, this, we, we have, uh, you know, examples of companies uh, who you trust, but who are bought later right. by other companies. Right. And then you don't know, at that time you trusted them, but, uh, but then you don't know. And, and then things change and they, the companies are just entities that have to be profitable and they will do whatever is like legal. Uh, to become profitable. And if it's legal yeah. to sell your data to shady other companies, like they're going to do that. That's just what a company does, right? They become profitable. 
the end of the day. Um, and as consumers, we don't have a lot of options. And so that's, that's the philosophical approach, but there's also a very strong legal and compliance requirements for specific industries to protect yes. our data. Oh yeah. Oh yes. That's a good point because in, uh, in Europe, I don't know how it is exactly in the U S but there is the GDPR, GDPR uh, to our laws uh, to protect uh, the privacy of the users. So it makes that uh, I'm not a specialist, but more or less, it makes that somehow uh, companies are uh, preventing from do doing something because uh, it's ever the, the data are badly manipulated. So mm. thanks to FHE in particular or to other privacy preserving techniques uh, in general, they, they could do it now, even with, uh, with, uh, with the restrictions. And certainly in the U.S. you are going to, or you already yeah, have. Yep. Yep. In the U.S. we have the, the CCPA here in California, the, con the California Consumer Privacy Act, which is a little bit harsher than GDPR, I would say. There, there are regulatory agencies. There's, there's HIPAA for the healthcare space. There's the SEC for the, the, you know, regulatory, you know, Security and Exchange Commission. Um, there's also, uh, New York DFS which regulates financial transactions. If you're registered in the state of New York, so, um, essentially for banks and the financial verticals. And so there's lots of markets for these things for privacy in general. And I don't think that the right thing to do is to do the bare minimum, which is comply with the law. I think as security professionals, we should always strive for, um, securing data because we just, there's a lot of things in this world that you, you just don't know if they're going to happen or they're not. And huge piece of security is protected against and reducing your risk exposure, right? So I think this is all great work and it, it, it all collaborates or reinforces a future that is much better than what we've had so far in terms of data breaches and being able to take advantage of new services, but still preserve our privacy, right? So, so in that spirit, people can try concrete and concrete NumPy and concrete ML if you go to github.com slash Zama dash AI, right? So, so yes, That's so yes, it would, would it be my pleasure that they, they try it? Don't, don't take my word for truth, right. just try it. Just get a shot. Documentation. And uh, normally I, I, I've really tried. So if I took something from Apple yes. to make things which just work, which are easy to use, uh, which are tested, you know, it's, if it is not tested, it doesn't work. Right. As really, to, it was my pleasure, my proudness to do that, to try to do that in the team. Mm -hmm. So yes, try it. And, and then uh, if ever you have uh, issues with our stuff, uh, you, you have uh, several ways to communicate. Here's, here's Benoit. Like we'll put his LinkedIn in, in the uh, description of the podcast. Because that's a way out in the way. Yes, that's a way you can uh, ping me on, uh, on uh, LinkedIn, for example. Yeah. Or you can go to community.zama.ai, uh, where you have, uh, you know, it's a discourse. So there are several categories. Oh. Uh, and, uh, and then you, you discuss directly with uh, the developers. So we have a strong policy of uh, answering uh, very fast uh, to questions. And we try to, you know, uh, make, uh, make uh, extensive uh, answers such that uh, we really help the users. Uh, you also have uh, uh, on fhe.org, uh, fhe.org is actually an, uh, let's say, association. 
mm-hmm. uh, Wiki, uh, which uh, which is about FHE. So not only uh, Zamas FHE, but all the FHEs. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then you can discuss with other. So there is a Discord, and you can uh, discuss with other uh, users of FHE. Uh, to discuss what you are doing, uh, if you want to, I mean, collaborate with other people or so on. And uh, finally, in the in the FHE.org, uh, we organize a meetup. So very regularly, like uh, I think it's once a month, uh, where we invite. So sometimes it's uh, people by Zama, sometimes it's uh, often it's people uh, outside. And we invite someone to speak about FHE. So if you are interested in FHE in general, just uh, 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 signing to the meetup, and you would see that we have uh, amazing uh, speakers. Uh, we also have uh, uh, recording the previous sessions if you want to go have a look to what uh, what happened. Um, so yes, it would be really my pleasure to have a lot of users to have a lot of bugs. Uh, if I have bugs, it means that I have users who are trying to to make it work. And if I have bugs, I will make sure that we fix we will fix them. One thing that we said in, in, in Apple is that if you don't have a radar, radar uh, which is, you know, the uh, equivalent of issues, yes. if you don't have a radar, the bug doesn't exist. No one knows that it exists. If you have something that doesn't work, if you have something which is missing, just come to um, one of those uh, channels and, uh, and tell us what, what we can do for you, and we will do it. Amazing. It's like having an entire startup ready to go for free. Just by joining the community, oh, yeah, working, working. Uh, as users or as researchers, or and you, for free. And you get, well, you get get value from it because you're getting product market fit. So, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, and uh, just if, if I can mention, so we are open source. Uh, so if uh, I can ask uh, something, uh, 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 a small thing, something which is uh, you know uh, not expensive, uh, just a bit of help from the community is uh, if you can uh, uh, GitHub star us. Uh, it helps us to, to get some exposure and uh, to to show more or less that people are using it, uh, are uh, amazed by what he, he does. And uh, uh, yeah. Let's, let's yeah. GitHub star those repositories. All right. Yes, I, I'm, I'm waiting for your uh, uh, GitHub star, John. Oh, 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 yes. Okay. I, I'm so sorry. I have to get on. You will add it. I definitely will. So, so share with us, you, you were at Apple for 12, almost 12 years. You have been with Sama for almost three years. Um, which one's better? <laughs> uh, so it's, it's hard to compare, uh, but, um, but really I don't regret, I, I don't regret having, uh, having done this, uh, this choice. Uh, I had made my, uh, my, uh, way to, to Apple, let's say. And now I am uh, I'm doing a very nice mission in uh, in Zama. So I mean the privacy of the users. Uh, we are doing something which is really nice for users. Um, it's uh, it's really very ethical mission, and I really like the vision of the founders uh, about it. Uh, it's really great. Mm-hmm. Um, also, one 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 thing which is really nice for me in in Zama is the is that I've I've built my own team, and I try. Uh, I think uh, it. I conveyed it during the talk. I tried to recreate a bit of uh, of the culture uh, we had in in Apple in my yes. team or in the yeah. company. And uh, mm-hmm. will it's my pleasure, my proudness if things are working uh, smoothly. Uh, if uh, so, for the the people in my team, I want them to be happy and so on. I want them to work on uh, 
you know, edge, uh, edge technologies and yes, Layers, the, the bleeding edge. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, but I also want uh, the users to be happy with what we do, uh, that they, I'm, you know, currently I'm, I'm doing some interviews, um, with users and, uh, I'm very proud when they, they told me the end, it's quite often. When they tell me that the documentation is very nice, it's very clear, they can use it uh, without really knowing how it works under the hood. Um, we, that's the kind of things I, I like. Um, and, and yes, maybe to, to finish about what is nice in Zara is that, uh, you know, in Apple, we were in a very nice uh, place, but we were in a closed place. Uh, it was so secret if we had no idea what we were working on and these boards would just show up and we were like, what is this? And we had to get our, our yes, crap and working on it. You know, it's, uh, it's me, my pleasure. It's the first time I have a, uh, a podcast. Uh, it's, so it's really my pleasure after 12 years of, of Apple to be able to speak a bit about what we are doing outside. Mm -hmm. uh, it's more restricted, you know, to uh, Tim Cook or the, the big uh, VPs of the companies. Uh, mm -hmm. I can send... Uh, I, I can try to, to exchange with the developers. And uh, so it's also one thing which is really nice in the company. That's amazing. I love that they are all about the, the development and, and sharing and being part of the community and really looking after the people that work for the company and giving them opportunities to advance their careers and do, do talks and engage with those open source communities, even though we used a ton of open source stuff at Apple. We were never allowed to go to conferences or talk about things. It's a very secretive company. And we were on a secretive team and a secretive company. And we were not even allowed to say like really what we worked on ever. So it just didn't. And you had to be okay with secrecy in order to get those experiences, which, you know, were amazing experiences. I agree with yes. you hundred percent, but uh, I wouldn't trade them for anything in the world, but um, I'm happy that you get the opportunity now at Sama to participate a little bit more in the bigger picture and to feel that sense of sort of connectedness with the community and and derive some meaning from that thank you so much benoit for for joining the security podcast of silicon valley it was an absolute pleasure to discuss the future of cryptography and fully homomorphic encryption and for you to share uh, you know what zama's been up to and what you've been up to i'm excited about the future it's Shows like this that really give me optimism for what we can end up building and sort of get out of the, the security pickle that we seem to have put ourselves in. Would you like to leave any of our listeners with some final words of wisdom? Uh, I, I would like to thank you for, the, for this amazing uh, moment. You know, it was my first uh, podcast and it was really a great experience. Uh, so if I add... Uh, two things to recommend to your listeners. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one would be to try uh, ConcreteML and uh, GitHub uh, Starmy and so on. And the second one would be uh, maybe ask you if they can have, uh, you know, the, uh, an equivalent uh, interview with you because it's, uh, it's really <laughs> an amazing moment. I mean, uh, it has been uh, very uh, smooth. I was very comfortable and... Uh, oh, good. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm super happy to hear that, Demo. Like, that's important to me. I'm glad that, yeah. that you No, I mean, uh, you make people very comfortable and easy by, uh, uh, by asking uh, very uh, interesting questions and uh, it's very smooth. So thanks a lot for that. No, thank you, Benoit, for, for jumping on. And I know it was your first podcast and 
I've always respected and enjoyed working with you 100%. And I've learned a ton about cryptography and obfuscation and uh, that entire space. And I, and I still consider myself a novice, even though I've, I've had a great experience and a great teacher. Everyone is learning in, 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 in securities. Right? So, so, hey, share with our listeners, this is Zama hiring at the moment? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, there we go. And so, okay. Uh, you know, with, uh, with the 50 million uh, <laughs> that we raised uh, by investors. Uh, so we have, uh, we have a, a goal of hiring 100 person. Uh, so I told you it's, uh, it's, uh, everywhere. Uh, so it can be in Paris. Mm-hmm. But it's remote, remote first. So San Francisco uh, people. Uh, for now, for now, uh, we, we don't have, uh, American people. It's not because we don't want to, maybe we come. And uh, you know, there is also the, uh, some, uh, uh you know, uh, uh, the prices of uh, salaries uh, in, uh, in, uh, in the valley. You know. Where, where it's crazy. I don't understand what's going on here in the valley, but. But, but uh, I mean, uh, it would be possible. So we are hiring uh, 100 uh, uh, people uh, by, I think it's by uh, the end of 2023. Uh, so you can uh, come to uh, jobs.zemar.ai mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and you could see the open positions uh, here. And if you don't see something which is, uh, you know, for you, you can still apply as a, a, a spontaneous candidate. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you can drop me a mail or drop, uh, you know, there is a, um, a way on the zemar.ai uh, to just speak to the company. Uh, so you can say, uh, hey, uh, I'm very excited about what you are doing. I, I want to, to apply. Oh. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for all of that information. We will, we will keep our eyes out and uh, all the candidates uh, will be flooding in. So, you know, I would be very happy to have you in my team. I'm flattered and I'm very honored. That, well, I'm not sure I'm qualified to be on your team, but thank you. <laughs> um, there are probably some cryptographers out there that are getting very excited right now about hearing all of this stuff, but I'll let them have first dips uh, on your team, of course. Benoit, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much again. Yes. Stay tuned. And thank you to our listeners too for tuning in for another episode of the Security Podcast in Silicon Valley. And stay tuned for another episode. Thank you, everyone.